0: Do you spend time in areas and feel overwhelmed by the energy? Almost as though you've become a radio receiver for the emotions, thoughts, and feelings of everyone around you. Do you ever identify that suddenly you're having feelings, emotions, things that are upsetting you, but you know that they don't feel like they belong to you? Where is the source of this? What's taking place? The word empath is thrown around quite a bit in our field. And it seems that a wave of empaths have been born or awoken. Is that what's really going on? What is an empath? What is the way of the empath? And for those people that are suffering from many different issues and feeling overwhelmed by the energies of others, what can we do to get our life back? That's the topic tonight. The Way of the Empath on the Best in Paranormal Talk Radio. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this. Below he, he won't know. He doesn't stand for Below me.
1: Sounds
2: like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not.
0: Hello, my little darklings. I've been paying attention to you and watching the chat rooms during live shows and comments on my social media and concerns that people have regarding empathic abilities. What is an empath? How does it? Feel to be an empath? Is that something I want to explore or perhaps help to flourish within me or perhaps even shut it down? Our sources sometimes come to us in the strangest ways. I have friends all across the world and many different guests and speakers who have been a part of this show. And as your question started to weigh on my heart and in my head, I I thought, well, who am I going to talk to about this? Who can I, who can I lean on to get some answers? And as I'm scrolling through social media one day, I see a very eloquent post from our guest. She talks about being an empath, about people trying to connect and deal in a world when they are an empath. And I thought, oh, this might be a sign. She's a friend of the show. She's a friend of mine personally. She is, uh, as a matter of fact, going to join me at GalaxyCon in Austin, Texas, as one of my guest speakers one of the days that I'm there. And uh, she has quite the pedigree and abilities. She's also an attorney. So uh, when you have a gift like that, I want to get into that a little bit later on in the show, what it's like to work in law and have that kind of ability, the psychic energy, empathic ability. That's, I've got to guess, that's got to be something that would bring most people to the brink of destruction. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back to the Paranormal 60. Tonight, as we discuss the way of the empath, our guest, Michelle Welch. Hello, Michelle.
1: Hi there. How are you doing tonight?
0: Doing well. Thank you for coming on this evening and spending some time talking about this because it does seem like empath is the dirty little secret of the psychic world. It seems like the thing that many people will come forth and say, I believe I have mediumistic tendencies. I believe I've got psychic abilities, precognitive. But then in kind of hushed tones, you're like, well, I'm not really a psychic, but I am an empath, (laughs) I think I'm an empath. And I'm always like, why are we whispering, right? (laughs) why are, why is it such a dirty little thing to be an empath? Uh And I wonder if it's because that's the one thing sensitives don't seem to have control over. You can kind of shut down allowing the voices and, and the spirit realm and things around you to communicate. You can kind of shut down precognitive abilities and, or perhaps by turning a blind eye to it long enough, it just stops working. But where it comes to being an empath, or at least the common belief of what an empath is, it seems to overwhelm people very much and they don't know what to do or how to deal with it. So it's become almost this dirty little secret in our field. So let's start, if we could, with a a quick explanation, what does it mean to truly be an empath? Because I noticed in one of your posts, you, you kind of hit that up and it's like, just because you have certain things happen, doesn't make you an empath. So, Let's start to define it. So listeners and experiencers around the world, once we understand what we're dealing with, maybe then we can find a way to make our lives better having to deal with it. So what exactly is an empath?
1: So when we talk about empath, we're obviously we're coming from that word empathy about mm-hmm. compassion, where we not only feel sorry for someone, but we feel people's pain. We take on others, not just pain, we may take on their joy, but we what we always talk about is the negative stuff, right? We talk about the negative emotions, like, oh man, I was in that room with so-and-so or Michelle, and she was so cranky, and now I'm cranky, and I picked up on all of her motion, emotions. So it's like- this word empath kind of evolved because it really wasn't a word uh, the way we use it as a noun right now i mm-hmm. think and so it evolved meaning that we are sponges who just soak up everyone else's emotions and it's a type of there's a, a a place at some point where i was saying like you can be a psychic but not be an empath or you know how people put labels around stuff right i started thinking about and i think because we all have auric fields, uh, subtle bodies around us, we all, we probably all are some level of that spectrum of being a quote unquote empath. It's Mm -hmm. just that how much do we, are we even aware of it? Some people aren't aware of it and nothing bothers them. They can walk into a room and they're like, I don't care what you think about me. I Mm -hmm. don't know picking up on anything. Others like me, (laughs) walk into the room and I literally, I'll be like, well, Dave gave me a dirty look and he doesn't like me. And then I find out later that Dave had a migraine and it was nothing to do with Michelle. And I call that reverse narcissism because some of (laughs) us kind of have that. So that's kind of how I define it. But there is a spectrum of like highly sensitive people all the way up to like full-blown allegedly, allegedly impasse as, as this word has evolved. Yeah.
0: See, I've kind of, and you and I have had this conversation uh, in person, you know, a lot of my medium friends will tell me, oh, you've got some abilities in that. And I've always felt more leaning into the empathetic side that mm-hmm. I pick up more on sense of feeling and being around people. And I get overwhelmed What's interesting is, as you saw when we were at, at uh, galaxy con in Richmond, Virginia, Mm -hmm. that it's, it's a weird double-edged sword. Like the more people engage, the more they talk to me, the stronger I actually feel like I'm pulling from that energy. But the minute I disengage, man, it's like the Hindenburg going down, right? I just, I deflate, I, I start to ache all over. It's, I, I would assume what it feels like to come off of hard drugs and try to just go cold turkey. Um, As somebody who has those abilities, is that a fair assessment that it is kind of like coming off of a drug when you're pulling from the energy of all these people all day long, and then that connection is turned off?
1: Yes. So, and that's good in a way, because some people are so overwhelmed by the energy of others. So yours goes a little bit opposite of some people. You Mm -hmm. draw on the energy of the the collective, uh, people who, all of us, the all of all, whatever, the all of us, how we're connected. Other mm-hmm. people will be like, well, I can't mm-hmm. go to that concert. I can't go to that Bruce Springsteen, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen concert. Bruce, because Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, I can't say. Yep. But I can't go to his concert, the boss. or what? I can't go there because I will be so overwhelmed by everyone else's energy. That's why I wrote the book. Uh, so yours is a little different. Yes. So we draw, we can absorb that energy like a sponge. And, and I do have ways that we can manage it, but we really can get sick from it. Uh, We can draw and get stronger from the energy, or we can draw from that energy. And if we don't realize how to, what you're doing is what I call the third step of being an empath. It's, a trained empath. And and even though you say, well, I'm an empath and I might not be psychic or this, that and the other, we can get to that. But a trained empath, however you got there, you jumped all the way to trained empath. That's an empath who knows how to take the energy and use it, change the form of the energy into something good for them. So literally, because energy never goes away, mm-hmm. it just changes form, right? So that's what you're doing. Others of us, may be around energy and literally in a crowded space and we'll feel so overwhelmed that we start feeling sick. And that's because we're not transmuting that energy. The step two that you may not have to do that a lot of us have to do is put on protection of some sort, Uh, put a bubble. That to me is like anybody could kick that bubble in the bottom of the ocean and it wouldn't work, but there's all kinds of methods in my book that I use to um, protect That'd be step two, the training of an empath. But what I found that a lot of the books did not do was they would tell you that, hey, I'm an empath. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't go to a concert. If I go in a crowd, I'm going to feel overwhelmed. But nobody told them how to do that step three that you do and transmute the energy into something that is empowering and they can use for themselves.
0: You know, though, I've I've watched having done so many conferences and I've done a few with Cindy K's and my partner Mm -hmm. from the Holzer files and ghost of devil's perch. People are always like, why don't you ever bring Cindy with? And I'm like, well, first of all, it's not my decision. Now Mm -hmm. she's always invited to locations. She just doesn't always choose to go. And the difference is that sometimes these crowds overwhelm her and they're like, "Uh, well, so why don't they overwhelm you? Well, Cindy and I are coming at it from two different points, like you and I would, right? Mm-hmm. If I build you as Michelle, the medium, who's going to be with me at GalaxyCon, there is a different set of expectations from you than there would be for me. So when people are coming to me with their energy, chaotic and, 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 and emotional as it may be, there's not the same... I need you to fix me. I need you to help me understand things. I need something from you. You know, most of the time they're giving, giving, giving to me. They, I love your show. I, I, I'm a fan of this. I've, I loved when you did that. What do you make of this? And although they're asking questions, they're not drawing from me. Whereas with you, it's, Oh, Michelle, Oh, you look so great today. It's so nice to see you. Do you sense any ghosts around me? It's like, I'm going to give you a nice compliment or two, but now what can you give back to me? Do you sense anything? What are the messages from the other side? So there's not an, an even exchange. So I think the transmutability is a little bit easier for me because I'm not required to give anything of myself other than just stand there and take pictures and sign autographs. When you're a medium, yeah. You're connecting to them. You're kind of creating this uh, loop. and i'm I'm allowing the energy to come to me and kind of pass through me and build up on it, whereas you kind of have to close the the loop and become a circuit so that you can connect to that one person instead of the thirty thousand people at Galaxycon and focus the attention and inter, you know interaction with that one person. Do you think that's why? people that are more mediumistic and psychic burn out because they're so in touch with their empathetic side and their mediumship or psychic side that, that circuit, that constant cycle of energy overloads you.
1: Yes, I do. If, and especially if we don't, those of us who take on all that energy don't Mm -hmm. do that, that third step. It's literally it's magic. It's alchemy. Uh, the word alchemy you know, is magic and really transmutation is alchemy. So when you transmute energy and you change the form of that energy, if we don't remember to do that as a medium or someone who's taking on everybody's stuff, mm-hmm. then it's just all going to be with us. And we are going to eventually burn out, get sick or feel really bad. So I do agree with you on that.
0: Let's see. We've got some statements and I'll try to watch the chat room too. If you have questions, Troy says, hello, Michelle. I had a friend who had to give up being a massage therapist because she would absorb so much of her client's energy.
1: Yes, I understand that. And what I would recommend, I mean, it happens, but here's Mm -hmm. what I really do believe also. And this is, I am an impasse, so I'm not being mean to impasse. but every day in my stores, I hear, i'm an empath i'm an empath and so i believe that but what do we do about it i heard associated with empaths so much these words these two words i can't and i can't do this i can't do that so what do we do we use tools to help us and if we use the tools and you sell to you sell your bracelets those mm-hmm. are tools that empaths can use. You have Shungad on your bracelets. You have Obsidian on your bracelets. The bracelets you, that you sell would help empaths greatly, not just the, for the paranormal side of it, but with humans right there mm-hmm. that they're doing ghost hunts with. It would help maybe their is not totally in alignment. So that would help. So once we're aware that we're an empath, which all of us are to some degree, but some of us, it's just like I said, it, it almost feels like reverse narcissism. Like everything's, oh, woe is me. Everything's about me. And I had my mother tell me one time, she was like, there's a baby shower. I mean, like years ago. No, it was a wedding shower. Right when I got out of law school, I was like, mom, that person did this and that. And she was like, Michelle, not everything's about you. I hate to break it to you, and but it was that empathy where I really was like, oh, no, they don't like me, and empaths tend to do that, and so, and we tend to take on all of that energy, and when we do, so I get it, the massage therapist, if, and it's hard, so this isn't insulting, but if you would use tools such as, and I'll I'll show, I know this podcast, it's not all live, so I'm going to explain it, but there's a big old rock. It looks like coal. Mm-hmm. It's called black tourmaline. And I have a, a chapter and uh, I have a transmute that. Sh- I don't know. S- I don't <laughs> shit chapter and I, ha- I have the human black tourmaline chapter. If a black tourmaline can absorb, deflect and transmute negativity, why can't humans? We can, we just forget to do it. Just like a doctor forgets to go to the, take care of themselves. We as mediums or, workers with energy forget to do that too. And so the massage therapist probably forgot and probably could go back to doing it if she or he did some energetic practices. But The book is
0: called The Magic of Connection. And just so our listeners know, we have a link on today's program guide to Michelle, so you can find her website, find her books, how to get readings, keep up with Soultopia and all of her work and Soul What, her program. Uh, I also, if you follow me and go to paranormal60.com, click on the store tab, you can scroll down you'll see my Amazon shop. I've got um, Michelle's books in my Amazon shop. You can buy them directly from there and find all of the great guests that we have. If they have a book out, I've tried to include all of them in the shop, so it's one stop shop for all of you. Uh, but I just want to make sure people are aware of that. Um, suddenly the cries of Mittens the Mystic Cat. He's <laughs> apparently trying to Pass a message along on from the other side. It's always the same time of night too. I don't know what triggers him, but all of a sudden it's like he needs to be heard and seen. I think he needs his own podcast. But um, being an empath, having these connections to one another, having this, um, you know, I I watch uh, even my wife, Winnie, right? She's very sensitive to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I want to help protect her because I realize, okay, I've got a lot of burden on my shoulder. I've got a lot of things that I'm dealing with and I forget to maybe turn off that spigot. So I'm pressure, I'm anxiety, I'm depression, dealing with Mm -hmm. what's going on, and I'm just kind of pouring it off to somebody who's a a sponge for this. She's very uh, empathetic. She's got that empathy very strong. How do I, or anybody that's, that's involved in a relationship, where maybe one of the two of you gets overwhelmed by emotions, You know, I think a we need to start taking stock. Am I adding to that because of my situation instead of you know the initial result for a lot of us would be, oh my God, Michelle, you're overreacting to everything. You're and then forgetting to take the moment of, hey, am I feeding that battery? Am I part of the reason you're overreacting? It's not because you're nuts, it's because you're taking in all this information plus having to deal with your own as somebody that loves you wants to take care of you how do we turn it off so that we stop overloading the people around us with our own garbage
1: so both sides both ways right we help the one Mm -hmm. that we know i mean because we all have it so we have to mind our own energy manage our own energy i will i will say as an empath we have to do that and if we're not doing that we are going to and literally i say this i will call up a friend And I don't. And when I don't say it, then I make a mistake. I should call up a friend, and this is honestly what I would do, you guys. If I if I felt that I was an empath, if you really feel everything, if you these, and I have lists in my book, like do you feel overwhelmed in crowds? All those things. Before you talk to a friend, a close friend, and you energetically vomit on them all day long, you you should you should say, okay put on your poncho like blue man group you know the front mm-hmm. rows are gonna get or if y'all have heard of that the right. paint on them or you're right. you know it's raining just call them and say and if you're not up for me energetically vomiting on you you need to tell me it's not mm-hmm. a good day Michelle don't do that because and we need to be aware of what we're doing to other people when we're energetically vomiting all the emotions we've taken on all the reactions all those things that impasse do we, d- we really shouldn't be passing that on to other people right mm-hmm. I mean that's not responsible we're not being responsible for our own energy or managing our own energy so that's one thing and I do think empaths should be responsible for it i I really I'll speak for myself I really do not think it's right to then just go well I'm an empath so I'm sorry I really just you know I'm just I just let it all out to you, and and now you're feeling down, and then everybody at my workplace is feeling down, and then it's just cycle of the energy just keeps going lower and lower and lower, and then we all feel horrible, right? right? So that's the biggest thing. Now, if we wanted to say to somebody, it seems like you're really absorbing energy today. You really, we really want to check ourselves and do each person, especially if you're living together, or husband wife partners, whatever. Do an energy scan. Do that every day. Like, okay. How do I feel physically? How do I feel mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Today, I am emotional. I'm not saying I'm not today, but, but I have been. But for instance, I'm getting over mm-hmm. it but a little bit. But uh, literally go through those things. And especially before you you call somebody or you talk to somebody or you walk into a, a big important meeting or you go to the grocery store, you say, what do I feel? Uh, do I have a headache? Once you go into that grocery store, if all of a sudden you're feeling really icky and you have a headache, any of the the four things I mentioned, areas, that might not be your energy. That might be someone else's energy. But you know that you are managing your own because you did a body scan before you went in. So I would say do that too. And at home, before you walk in from being out and you take it into your home, you go, okay, let me do a body scan and see what I'm about to take into my home and what do I need to clear and get rid of?
0: Right. Now that's for the empath. There's a lot of us that have spouses or partners that Mm -hmm. are the empath and we are not. As a matter of fact, we don't feel it. We don't feel anything Mm -hmm. and and it's kind of hard for us to rationalize our empath partner. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, we love this person and we want to make sure that we're not adding to their deal. How do I, how do I, as somebody who wants to provide well for my wife, and I don't mean financially, uh, I, but to, to not overload her with my own garbage. Obviously there's always going to be a sense of, even if I found the magic spigot and I turned it off, you love me. I love you, Michelle. I can see you're down. I know I could feel it in your heart and that's not empathy. That's just caring and yeah. knowing your partner and boy, what can I do to, you know, Oh, I want to, you, you feel bad for somebody, but then there's a different level of that when they're also empathetic and they've got that you know, that, that funnel wide open and you're just pouring it out. So even if I'm not necessarily a believer, but I'd like to try to help, what can (laughs) I do to shut myself down, but still allow myself to have feelings, allow myself to be processing these things, but not worried that my septic tank is pouring into my neighbor's pool.
1: Thanks for, and I think that's what you asked before, and I'm sorry I didn't answer it. I I answered it the opposite way. It's a great question, and it's it's actually so considerate to think of it because most everybody else thinks of it the other way. I'd say space, and but they, I'm just going to tell you, they still may, an impasse still may come at you and go, but this, that, or the other, and then you gently have to say again, take some time go journal about that do your body scan i mean you really kind of have to until they've learned to transmute that energy i'm not sure it's totally you can be loving dave to people but and all those who are with an empath but there's there's not a lot except for maybe giving them tools and reminding them of their tools um and i'll use it from a parent's perspective uh the The entry level empath, what I call it, the untrained empath. That's not a slam. That's Mm -hmm. when somebody doesn't know what it is. So I had it my whole life. My parents didn't know. So I heard I got things like this: "You are too sensitive. You Mm -hmm. talk too much. You're insecure." I mean, my whole life. That's what I heard. That's not because my parents didn't love me. That's because they didn't because they didn't understand that those things, yes, I am. I'm very sensitive. And I've learned to kind of say, thank you. But what they could have done is say, now, why don't we use our tools? Uh, Just like if somebody is, I'm not saying this is comparable to a diabetic or anything, but I'm just saying you use your tools, right? If you're not feeling well, you eat some crackers or whatever you're supposed to do when your, your blood sugar's down. You remind them, but you can't make them get better if they're not trying to manage their energy does that help
0: Mm -hmm. okay no I yeah I get that and you know maybe if you're an empath a lot of times and I say I hate pigeonholing but I I would say painting somewhat in a broad stroke a lot of the men in a in a relationship may not be as attuned there's a reason things are called women's intuition Mm -hmm. that they have a sense and a feeling that goes beyond uh it doesn't mean men can't get there but most of them spend their time trying to be strong and brave and all of this nonsense that we don't and not that that's nonsense but we don't allow ourselves to to deal in feelings but the one thing i found is when somebody you love comes to you and just says i need your help you know can you help me with this and then instead of heaping problems on them just say you know i need you to kind of um I know you're going to have these bad days. I know you're going to have these moments. Can you, maybe we could talk together and, um, understand that if I seem overwhelmed today as well, it's because I do love you and I'm connected to you. And on top of my stuff, I'm picking up yours. What can we do to work through this together? Or here's some tools maybe I could recommend when you're feeling overwhelmed, start taking some deep breaths and center yourself. Um, because I think if you taught tools, if we could teach our partners tools, our children tools, and my son is really good at this. My son is really a good parent. Um, I've I've always caved. My kids cry, I pick them up, I cut, oh, what's wrong? Let daddy fix it, right? And my son, no, no, we don't need to cry, just use your words. What can I help you with? We don't no, we're not, we're not babies. We don't cry all the time. And it's not like he's shutting down them having emotions, but he's helping them separate between an emotion and an irrational moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm lashing out in an irrational moment. Hear me, dad. (laughs) And no, no. And once he gets them centered, they're able to convey the message. He brings them back down and then comes out. Well, I just, I don't want to go to bed yet, dad. I just want to cuddle with you. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay.
0: Well, then let's just use your words. If you want to cuddle, we'll we'll cuddle for five more minutes. Okay. Okay. And boy, what an amazing tool to have. I wish I would have had as a parent. I don't know where he got it. Cause it sure as hell wasn't for me. <laughs> right. I had no patience. I said, I go to bed. You just, we match and mirror a lot of times. And instead of allowing a situation to deescalate, right. Uh, which is transmutation of energy, taking that wave of tsunami of emotion coming at us, uh, usually we then build the the dam and we push back and that's exactly. what creates a deeper, more antagonistic dimension. But if we learn how to let that wave hit us and then stand there and go, okay, see, the wave didn't push daddy away. The wave didn't push your husband away. The wave didn't push your wife away. Now that you've got past that, let's use our words. What can we do to help you right now to feel better? Yeah. What is it that you're trying to tell me that I can't hear through the right <laughs> and and reconnect. So I think that's a, a an important lesson that all of us could learn. And listen, you don't have to believe ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to believe you have any of these abilities. But if your wife or husband, partner believes that they have this ability, is it so hard for you to support them in it and just say, "Okay, you have these abilities. What can I do to help?" make things easier for you in these situations. So you're not as overwhelmed and that I can, you know, go about my day and have feelings and not worry that I'm, I'm punching them all down your throat as well. And, and by having that dialogue, being open about it might help both sides of this. I I don't know. I mean, where, where do you stand on that? Do you find most people have a partner that's willing to work through these things with them? Or is it mostly tsunami meets the, you know, the wall?
1: It's both, but I will say people are learning. They I mean they're mm-hmm. realizing there is such a thing and it's not necessarily that just because you're an empath you see everything and you're psychic and all these things. You, it's it's actually gotten into psychology. I mean, they talk about it now. And so you're high you're just a highly sensitive person and there's a spectrum of that. And so when you're talking about the children uh, I really, for my book, I give tools. I literally give every kind of tool. Like if you don't like affirmations, you can use crystals. If you don't like crystals, you can use fragrances, uh, which has been proven to help with the six major emotions. If you don't like uh, do, doing that, you could do whatever. I mean, I give so many different ways. And um, when I compare to the hero's journey of going through that of empathy to get to where you can transmute that energy. But I, I think that what you said, where there's that pushback, it does come, but if somebody really wants to, and it really, the believing in it doesn't matter. It's the fact that you can look at the checklist of people who are like going through empathetic, just ickiness. And you can, you can tell Uh, they don't feel well. They uh, they most of the time, the biggest way you can tell is that person is being told a lot. They're too sensitive. Uh, they're they're all at the front of my book, and I heard all of them all growing up. And I love it that you brought up the children because if parents would learn earlier how to teach their children to do what just what you said, your son teaches his child to do, then we wouldn't have as many grown-ups like my age having to figure out how to navigate something that my whole life made me feel like what's wrong with me why am you know another thing that empaths do they'll say i'm sorry a lot it's constant it's like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm so oh i'm so sorry i'm sorry and i remember growing up uh and there's someone i know and i won't say but very well and uh, she does it all the time. And I know exactly what she's doing because I did it all. Grow, I still do it, but not like, I mean, to the point it's irritating. And and I know it's irritating and it's just constant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And yeah, that's low self-esteem. But it's also because you're feeling all these emotions like a sponge. You're just taking them in like a sponge. And that is a form of one of the clairs, the clairsentience, uh, where it's just clear feeling. You're just feeling everything. And that is a way that it can be turned into where you're feeling things that you can then turn that into intuition and give messages because you are literally picking up on the emotions and things of other people. Uh, You don't know
0: Canadians aren't so friendly after all with all of their stories. Sorry, sorry. It's just that they're empaths and they're trying yes. to find a way to release that. The book we're discussing today, The Magic of Connection. Michelle Welsh is the uh, author of this book. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue discussing this and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to the very best in Paranormal Talk Radio. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, passing those sweet, sweet savings directly to you, my Darklings. It has been such a good change for me. I've saved so much money in switching over to Mint Mobile with all of my family and so many people bleeding me dry. I was so happy to find some relief, and Mint Mobile has been that relief valve. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. So say bye-bye to overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages, and say hello to relief. Thank you, Mint Mobile, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com/p60. That's mintmobile.com/p60. Cut your wireless bills to fifteen bucks a month at mintmobile.com/p60. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details.
2: Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal, be paranormal, and order your copy today.
0: Hello, my friends. Start making your dream of being a homeowner a reality. You want to purchase a new home or perhaps a new home to you, but you're not sure where to start. Maybe you're just looking to refinance. Well, your first step is in knowing your buying power and knowing somebody to talk to that you can trust. Winnie Schrader, she's a loan officer, NMLS number 2322331. You can contact her through PRMG. As a matter of fact, she's going to be with you every step of the way from the first phone call to the moment you turn the key in that door. Let her help you. You can reach her at 763-203-9641. That's 763-203-9641.
2: Are you looking to purchase a new home but not sure where to start? That's completely normal because there's thousands of questions that need answers when it comes to a new home purchase. Like how much do I need to put down? What are the rates? What are the closing costs? What does my credit score need to be? That's where I come in. My name is Winnie Schrader and I'm a mortgage banker here at Paramount Residential Mortgage Group, also known as PRMG. And I'd be happy to answer any of those questions and help walk you through the mortgage process because buying a home is a stressful yet exciting time. And I can make it easy for you if you mortgage with me at PRMG. My number is 763-203-9641. Or you can email me at WSCHRADER at PRMG.net. I'd be happy to work with you and answer any questions you have and just get you to that closing table so that way you can turn that key and walk into your new home. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, and as a special call out to all of my friends out there that are realtors, I'll tell you what, I know you get a lot of deals a year. How about you just contact Winnie Schrader with one of them? Give them one a year and let her do her magic. Show you what she's capable of because I know once you make that call, you'll never turn back. Winnie Schrader, again, you can reach her at 763-203-9641. A couple of big exciting things coming up. We're sold out next week for the Joliet State Prison event, but... ParasyCon 4 takes place at Ohio State Reformatory, May 19th through the 21st. Tickets are still on sale. You can come on out and see a great group of people. Uh, Daniel Class will be there. Brian Kano is going to be out there. Andrea Perrin, one of the surviving children from the actual Conjuring story. You've got Daylin and Jamal Marcus that are going to all be, or Jawan rather, and Marcus from the Ghost Brothers that will be on hand. Shane Pittman and myself from The Holzer Files and Aaron Sagers and Shane Pittman from 28 Days Haunted, Mike Ricksecker, and the original ghost whisperer herself, Mary Ann Winkowski. That's right. If you love the Jennifer Love Hewitt show... Marianne Winkowski was one of the consultants on that show. She was who the show was based on, her abilities to help spirits. It's going to be an amazing time, and I hope that you'll come on out and get a chance to see us. Plus, there's ghost hunts, meet and greets, Q&As, panel discussions, and if you show up and tell them tell me that you saw this on my podcast, I'm giving out free hugs. Free hugs! How can you go wrong? That's coming up again in May. Our guest tonight, Michelle Welsh, we're talking about the magic of connection and how you can work through being an empath. And it's nice, I'm getting a lot of messages, including one from my own daughter, Jen, who's like, dad, I needed to hear this show tonight. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of people out there that are like that. They, They need to know where to go, how to start understanding. Because there are some people that don't even know what an empath is, but they know that they're feeling overwhelmed by emotions I can tell you, I, I go sometimes and all of a sudden I'll just start feeling, I'll feel like a wave of, of, I don't want to say depression because that's a really deep version of it, but I can feel sad emotions, overwhelm. And I'm like, wow, ooh, where is this coming from? I, what am I sad about today, right? And I try to take that moral stock, like you said, and I can't place it. And then later on, I, I end up talking to my son who's having a rough day, or I talk to a daughter or a friend. And I think, oh, I wonder if this is what was coming at me today. I was picking up on this sense. And sometimes if you feel that sense of dread, anxiety, uh, and, and there's nothing to tie it to, it might just be the fact that you're you're pulling it from somebody you love, so maybe pick up the phone, make a couple calls to people that are important to you, see what's going on in their world, and maybe they just need an ear today. And like you said at the beginning, you're you're putting yourself, you're putting your poncho on and calling, knowing that you may be sitting in the front row of a Gallagher show. For those of us that are old enough to remember Gallagher and his his uh, sledge matic and the uh, watermelon splashing on you, or the Blue Man Group shows, or any of these things, but you know going in what to expect. And sometimes there's power in silence, allowing people to just vomit that psychic energy up and clear their vessel so that then they can move on. If you can be that for a person, fantastic. But the important thing is for you to not take it on. You could take it on to help them through it, but when you say goodbye and hang up that phone, you have to brush it off, it's not yours. You don't own it. There's no reason to keep it. All right. Now I've helped my friend Michelle. She feels better. She got it out of her system. Her heart is a little lighter. I don't need to carry it on my back like a 10 pound boulder added to the 20 pound boulder I picked up already earlier today, right? We could take it and put it down and go, that's Michelle's boulder and it's going to stay over there, right? And people, I think, feel shame about that, Michelle. They feel like, oh, but I love Michelle and I don't, I feel like if I set it down, I'm letting her down. How do we get people over that? Because It's easy for a lot of us to say, this is victim mentality, right? Mm -hmm. And I've said that to to friends and dear friends, this is victim mentality because that's the way it appears to us on this side. I don't know how else to process it. Hearing you talk today, I can understand because of your empathy, but I still, it's hard to process from this side because I don't deal with it like that. Uh, And I don't want you to deal with it like that because I don't want to see you in pain. I don't want to see you weighted down by this. There's so much, so many wheels in motion when you're dealing with empathy, right? And uh, empathic people, man, it is, it's a tough road to hoe. You really have to kind of engage and realize what you're doing and, and the people you surround yourself with. So you can learn to help each one of them in a different way.
1: And that's one of the reasons I wrote the book of uh, the magic of connection is because my, the first one, yeah, that one is because I, I really did get tired of people playing victim, including myself. I mean, I, it's, it's not an excuse to act in any way. We have to manage our side of the street. We have to manage our energy. We know it, we've defined it. So once you define it, And some of the, I'll read a few of the definitions or, or not definitions, but qualities, if you'll let me, but most empaths have a pretty good idea. Then they go to, but I'm an empath and I, and I'm saying that not to be rude, but I did it too. And sometimes I fall back into it. No, we are responsible for the energy that we bring. And if we're not cleaning up our energy and minding our own energy and warning somebody that we're about to like literally Put on your poncho because I'm about to vomit on you energetically. And if you don't want me to, you need to say, Michelle, hang up. I'm not, I'm not doing that today. Uh, you And I have had friends tell me that, and I've told friends to do that. And, the, and they'll literally say to their spouse, you know, I'd love it if you'd go talk to so-and-so or let's save that for maybe three hours from now because I'm exhausted. Uh, mm-hmm. So just be everyone being cognizant, but taking responsibility as an empath, For Your Energy is where I feel people had stopped short. Um, I'm not talking bad about other books, but Mm -hmm. all the books that I read, no one ever said how to transmute the energy. They just kept saying we could make an excuse up for it. Um, Some of the, if if I may just, if you're overwhelmed Mm -hmm. by other people at events, I often cancel or leave early. Uh, I take on the burdens of others. Uh, I left drain. I just can't deal with it. I can't watch anything sad at all. I can't go to a funeral, anything, because it just, I'm going to be open and depressed. Um, let's see. I care for others sometimes at the expense of myself. And that's that, that partner can't do that either, at the expense of themselves for the empath. I have gone through traumatic events and now I feel I can't be around anything that reminds me of what happened. I mean, they go on and on. Of, We're just, We are not, and I do not ever want to, any of us to say, to use it as an excuse to act in a certain way, because I do Mm -hmm. not believe that's what it should be because we're not weak. We just are absorbing, excuse me, that energy. We actually are really strong and the compassion that, for instance, your wife, Winnie has for everyone and so much compassion, that's not a weakness. That's a superhero. We need mm-hmm. compassion. So when she's compassionate and feeling things so deeply, it is just taking that moment to to pause and to kind of transmute that energy. And then we can kind of, for it's going to sound corny, but like step into the superhero role of the superhero's journey and really be the, we need compassionate people right now in the world. And mm-hmm. those are the impasse. So-
0: Lena brings up an interesting point. If you are an empath, having a pet is probably the best thing for you. They sense your emotions and try to help. I am not a cat guy, Michelle. (laughs) I am not a cat. I've never been a cat guy. I'm a dumb dog guy. I've always been a dumb dog guy. I got a cat. I now own four cats and my cats are amazing. My, my, uh, My cat Mittens and I are best of buds. And when I'm in a bad place, it it really kind of astounded me. Because cats, let's face it, are kind of independent pricks. And they're just, (laughs) feed me, look at me in all my glory. Scratch my chin, now let me bite you and leave me alone, right? That's kind of the life of a cat. However, I would be in these bad places. And when I lost my mom, my cat wouldn't leave me alone. He wanted to be on me, settled on me, laying on. I noticed on my heart a lot. There was like this... Mm-hmm. like being a part. It's amazing the power and empathy um, of animals. And it might be a good thing for you to have, but yeah, I've got, I've yeah. got animals around me that I sense pick that up. They are truly gifts to yeah. us. And, if cats, I can...
1: and cats meows. They're yeah. not their mouths. Excuse me. they purr is mm-hmm. close to the Ohm sound. Look it up. It's, mm-hmm. it's true. So when they're against your heart and they're purring, that's mm-hmm. very close to that earth's that earth's Ohm sound that's
0: very soothing you know i i wanted to mention something um because you brought up an interesting element we're talking about transmutation and and i talk to people all the time that are like well my my son told me this and it's kind of like i don't know what to do with it now and i'm i feel like i'm carrying it around and how do i fix it or my wife is going through this and how do i fix it and you know i was struck with a really interesting visual as you were talking i'm, I'm kind of like I want everybody out there right now to just visualize this with me that my friend Michelle just called me and she's going through something stress at work, stress at home, stress on the moon, whatever is her issue right today. Um, what it's like, the equivalent is your neighbor coming over and going, God, Dave, can you please help me? My sump pump is backed up. My basement is flooding with toilet water and, and all the nastiness. Yep. I'll be right over. You put on your hip waders, you grab your bucket and you start scooping. But what they're not asking you to do is he's not saying, Dave, I need you to come scoop up poop and pee water and take it over and pour it in your basement. Correct. Right. They're asking you to help get it out of theirs, get it out of theirs, get it out, take it outside. It's no longer your job to tote it, to carry it, pour it out in the sewer where it belongs and leave it be. Just because you took it from them does not make it yours. It doesn't mean that you have to continually add their crap to your crap. It is simply helping them bail out their basement of the bile and vile and, and ick that is there that they need to get rid of. And then once they're done and you hang up that phone, we have to give ourselves permission to say, okay, I'm pouring out those buckets of poop from Michelle's basement and they don't belong in my house, so I'm not bringing them in, right? And then take those few minutes to maybe hop in the shower, take a steamy cleansing shower or a bath with salt, uh, you know, uh, Epsom salts and some uh, healing oils and clean that ick off you from, uh, treat it like you would helping your neighbor bail out their their basement of, of gross material. Now, Now I've helped you, I've cleaned off and now I can go about my day. It doesn't mean it has to be something that we carry with us. And I think so many people feel the guilt of, but I feel like I've got to take that now. I've I've got to keep that burden for them. And you don't, that's not what it's about. And they, honestly, if you knew, Michelle, if you knew by calling me today, I was then going to scoop that nasty sewer water out of your basement. And I was going to walk around for the rest of the day, trying to figure out how to balance it and drink my coffee and go to my daughter's school tomorrow and help teach uh, uh, podcasting and then take it home and have to try to make dinner for my family. You would be like, no, I'm not calling Dave. I don't want you to tote that bucket of crap water around with you for the rest of the day. So, you know, that's not what your friends are asking you. And they may not even be asking you to fix their problem. Just hear it. And that's it.
1: Right. And it's not, that is something that as we grow as impasse, we may slip back into doing some of those things every now and then. We don't want that to define us. We Mm -hmm. grow out of that as impasse and not put those those things on other people Um, and not even put them in in a situation of feeling like they have to take that on. Because mm-hmm. that's not fair as an empath. That's it's it's irresponsible, really. And and you're not that that would say to me that we're not growing as an empath, or kind of in a way re, relapsing as an empath into some of our old habits. Uh, we are connected, I believe, and corded to everyone. So if we go by, um, and this is everyone at some level, but let's say something happened at uh, to us at a ha- uh, like a school. And we were bullied in school and all of a sudden we drive by that school building. We drive by that school. It's amazing. The people who, Mm -hmm. yeah. And we drive by that old school building. It triggers that almost immediately. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people will say, just cut the cord from all emotions. Just turn off the internet. Cut. When you're an empath, if you were cutting out every single thing, that hurts you or, or triggers that e- that empathy. You're gonna cut everything out of your life and you're going to stay home and you're going to be agoraphobic. That does not work. So you have to use these other skills. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're gonna mess up and you're not going to use the, and I go through all of them in the book. And you know, we can be courted to ghosts. We can be courted to, I mean, politicians, we know we all know that. I mean, things can really bring things out in us. And that's everybody. But if empaths do that, and then they're dumping that garbage, like you talked about, on other people, that's irresponsible. And that's what I try to talk about in the book, and how not to do that.
0: Now, I'm going to ask all of our listeners around the world, the viewers tonight, the listeners around the world listening to the podcast, I want you to try something. And Michelle, I'd like your input on this. I'm going to throw this out as an experiment tonight. Um, I think it's important. You mentioned the fact that as an empath or somebody who puts things out, you have to remember to cut it off yourself. And I want people to do this visualization tonight. When you lay down to bed tonight, I want you to take three deep cleansing breaths with your eyes closed. And I want you either in your head or allowed to say, I call back my energy. I call back the pieces of me. I left with others today. I call back the pieces of my soul that I've left out in the universe. I call back the pieces of my heart and I call them back to make me whole mind, body, and soul. Look at that, a rhyme. Hmm, I'm a poet and didn't even know it. (laughs) Try that and try doing that for the next seven to 10 days. My thoughts are if you, help disconnect and disengage those cords yourself, you may be helping a lot of people and most importantly, yourself and stop, stop feeling the need and desire to stay connected to my friend, Michelle. But if I do that, oh, she needs me. And you know what, you know what she doesn't need is you feeding back into her line. She's already dealing with her own crap. And if you've still got that cord and you haven't called back your energy, your heart, your mind, your soul tonight, you're feeding that biofeedback loop back to her all the time. And that's why she's feeling overwhelmed and, and depressed and anxiety. And she can't figure out why you're doing a service for yourself and for the people around you. So try calling back and taking the power back onto yourself. What do you think of that? Is that too woo woo and out there for people? Or is that a, is that a practice that you think would work for people?
1: 100. If you're asking me, I don't, mm-hmm. or the listeners, but I 100% agree with you. I do not believe in cutting cords. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I would get a lot of pushback. In fact, I was warned. Uh, no one's given me pushback because I wrote the book like I would a lawsuit. Um, you know, this is my case for why. But I do believe in doing what you just said. I love how you put it. Call your energy back to you. Now, when I say you shouldn't cut cords, I'm not saying you need to be best friends with people who've hurt you. Um, forgiveness from a distance. You can send love through that cord and farewell on your way. I send you with Mm -hmm. love. You do not need to be best friends with that abuser or whatever was in your life. Uh, And there's a whole chapter on that, but I love how you put it to call back the pieces of you to yourself that that was beautiful actually. And uh, whether it rhymed or it didn't, it was gorgeous. And so uh, a beautiful way to do it. And it does absolutely work. 100%. Uh, We just have to do it. And again, Mm -hmm. those of us who are empaths, sometimes we forget uh, how strong our energy is. I mean, for everybody, energy is strong. The energy Mm -hmm. around us is strong. Uh, All, everything. And it's not just people. It could be not just animal. I mean, it can be anything. Like I said, a memory that's triggered by driving by something. I mean, we're corded to memories. You don't have to cut it out of your life, but call it back and then kind of stop gap that what's coming back to you. I send you on with love, but now I'm, I'm taking care of myself. Right. So no, it totally works. And that's, I'm
0: unplugging my brick from your power cord,
1: right? Yeah.
0: That's all I'm doing. I'm not saying I'm done with you. You're yeah. horrible. I'm just saying. I'm taking my power cord and I'm going to go recharge at home for a while. And I'm not going to stay connected to you tonight. doesn't mean that the cord is cut in the sense of we're no longer connected, but we're no longer feeding back into that loop over and over again. And maybe again, if it helps you to, to visualize, think about the moments. Oh, when I yelled at my son today, I I pull back that anger. I pull back that anger and resentment and then think of just sending love back out to that person. And then, Call it all back. Call back your emotions. Call back your feelings. Just do me a favor, folks. You don't have to take drugs. You don't have to go see a therapist. You don't have to go see a doctor. You don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. Just do that for the next seven to 10 days and then message me, Dave at paranormal60.com. I don't want to message in two days. I want to message in seven to 10 days. How did it work for you? Did it work? Because if it does, then let's share this. I'll start mentioning these things at live paracons. I'm all about trying to help, but. I'm, these are things I'm thinking of, boy, I've got to start implementing things in my own life to try to help me and the people I love. And if it's in little ways, like prayer requests, right? This is like a prayer request for yourself. Lord, I just ask that you bring back all the pieces of me and that you leave all of my friends, loved ones, and those I care about whole. Even though that connection is being cut right now, I ask that you leave them whole and fill that gap with love but I'm asking that you return all the pieces of me back to myself today. Love it. And I pray this in, in your name. Amen. And whether you believe in God or Jesus or Mac, Ronald McDonald, whatever your, your deity or energy or universe or Gaia is, call upon it to just help you pull that stuff back. And sometimes it's just in that psychological thought of pulling it back, like watching the cord retract on a, on a, you know, long extension cord, and now it's back to you, and you're no longer plugged in, you, I bet you start feeling a lot better. I I, I got to guess that there's that sense of, and then we've got to get used to having that disconnect and being okay with it.
1: Yeah. And let's see, and, Kel- oh, Kelly
0: Field real quick says, I come across having feelings of fear and uneasy from people I know and just reach out to random to find out they needed me. I feel I've disconnected myself to others yet. I am still tuned in for everyone else. How does one even the tone in which I'm receiving? Um, kind of like we just talked about, right? You can set the parameters. It's like a search engine on your computer. You know, you have to be careful what you type into that search engine because right? If I'm looking for pictures of Richard Nixon, I'm not going to type in, show me pictures of Dick Nixon, right? (laughs) Because you're going to get a lot of things you don't want. You've got to be very specific. And I want to be there for the people I love, set that intention to the people I love, to the people I care about, you know, set that parameter to those that wish me harm or ill will. I ask that those bonds be severed and that they find love and happiness and peace in their lives. And it's okay, Kelly, to do that. You don't have to feel tied to those people anymore.
1: Yeah, and, and you really do not have to take on the energy of other people. You really, that, and feel and feel bad if you don't. The empath, there is enough out there. And in my book alone, to, to teach an empath or for uh, parents to teach children how to manage their own energy. Yeah, it's like doing Reiki on yourself. I mean, another thing, uh, really quickly, uh, I think Dave, in your bracelets, you have shungite, uh, I believe, and some obsidian. But if you Mm -hmm. can just clear yourself each day with, I'm a big old piece of selenite, but selenite and, uh, or moonstone and clear with that, and then clear with a black, either black tourmaline, obsidian, shungite, or, um, I don't know if I said black kyanite, uh, that will also just clear off the ick. If you did happen to deal with some as an empath or the one helping an empath, it will help clear that icky energy off if, if you like crystals. And even if you don't like crystals, it'll work. But when we go to the tools that we tend to, to like the most.
0: The Magic of Connection, that's the name of the book, and it's out and available right now. So you can get the book. It's available on Amazon, or you can go right to mysoultopia.com. You can follow up with Michelle there. She does readings. She uh, is accessible through her site. She's accessible at live events. As a matter of fact, she hosts some of the biggest events. On the planet. And you've got a big event coming up next weekend. Why don't you let people know for our friends in the Texas or surrounding area where they can go, what they can do, and what you've got in plan?
1: Okay. So it's called Tide, the International Divination Event. It's in Dallas, May 5th through 7th, and it's free for vending, for shopping. There is a charge to go to hear the speakers and presenters, but we'd love to see you go to the internationaldivinationevent.com. I know that's long, but it's because it's called Tide. So, I had to get right. along. So, um, yeah. Oh, so it's the, it.
0: International Event. <laughs> com. the International Div- Divination The International Divination Event.com. You could find the link on your website as well, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, the link I've sent to you that's on today's program guide, click on it, you'll find it. But if you're in the Texas area and you're looking for these kind of connections and interest, and Michelle also owns some of the biggest uh, tarot. Conventions and deals, so we'll be talking about those as well. Um, I know Shane Pittman and I are are planning on being at a couple of these to be there and meet and greet and say hi. Shane Pittman works for Michelle's company, Michelle and her husband Roger's company. So um, you could continue to show support for Shane by supporting the company that he works for, and you're going to get a great uh, great deal in the mix from getting some help from Michelle as well. So go check out those websites. We've just really kind of still scratched just the surface of dealing with being an empath, but just know that you're not alone out there and that these feelings that you have that don't make sense to you, they don't make you broken. They don't make you sick. They don't make you uh, a bad person. It, It just means that you've got a lot of heart to allow yourself to connect to so many people but you also have to remember to take care of yourself and shut those lights down at night and give yourself a chance to recharge because it's good for them and it's good for you. So I think that's one of the things we could take away from the great information that Michelle shared here this evening on the program. Um, is there something, uh, you know, for people that are still out there that, Oh, I'm not a crystal guy. I'm, you know, I feel weird waving rocks around my body. Is there something else for people that, that are out there, a, a thought, a mantra, a prayer, something that you would consider people should start to install something into well, their world I, to start helping them ground and feel more whole again?
1: Yes. So I, I would do whatever affirmation, if, especially if you're feeling like everyone says you're too sensitive, say, I am loving, I am caring, I And like you just said, I love that. I pull my energy into myself. I release the energy of others. Uh, Those sorts of mantras are, I mean, those aren't too woo for some people. That's something uh, psychologists tell us to do, right? Uh, So I I would love for people to do that. Uh, Every morning or every night before I go to bed, I try to say something for gratitude. And the next morning I say the exact same thing. And I I haven't missed that. I, I don't, think I've missed that in years. So that'd be a great thing to do for impasse. Just tie it to that and don't ever feel ashamed of yourself. You will mess up. I've messed up in the past couple of days. I've messed up royally. on not managing my energy, but as you grow and learn ways to manage, manage that energy, you won't put that shame on yourself that maybe some people have. Parents don't mean to when they say you're too sensitive. Um, do, but you do learn, need to learn to manage that energy. It's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So hopefully you'll try the thing I recommended for seven to 10 days at bedtime, folks, you'll listen to the things that Michelle uh, gave you tonight. Implement the things that make sense to you for God's sake pick up a copy of the book it's available i think in kindle version and it's available in paperback the magic of connection and uh start learning how to get your life back how to take control of your emotions and the things that are coming to you and going away from you and i pray that that the darkness of the world around us is just a little bit lighter with the information that we share here on this program and i hope that in programs like this you can find an answer to help heal you And know that it's okay to look for help, whether it's mental help, spiritual help, emotional help, or metaphysical help. It's okay to ask and seek help. Don't be afraid of that. That doesn't make you weak, that shows your strength because the true measure of a person is knowing when they're at their limits and knowing when to ask for help or knowing when to ask for a hand up. So be kind to yourself, be loving to yourself. And we'll see you again here. Remember the the uh, days have changed now. Our shows are live Monday and Wednesday nights for the live YouTube video. The episodes will be available Tuesday and Thursday for you audio listeners. And we've got a great lineup of speakers. Again, I want to make sure that you're aware. On Mondays now, you can tune into New England Legends with Jeff and Ray. On Wednesdays, you've got the Paranormal Mind, a searcher's podcast with Shane Pittman, Ray Causey, and Josh Purvis, and Friday now, joining the program, True Hauntings, with Ann and Renata, a fun show. The first episode airs this Friday, so now five days a week on the Paranormal 60 Network. You've got some great content to listen to and share with others. Until next time, my friends, we'll see you on Wednesday. Stay safe out there, and remember, take care of you.